Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to The Tim's Take, episode 36. We had, well, we just now talked about what our format was going to be for this episode. And we decided we'd just do a little bit of a recap kind of thing. Yeah, it's been a big couple of weeks and felt hard to fit it into our normal format. So we're just going to highlight some things. So it's just all highlights, not in the sense of highs versus lows, yes. but just naming some things that have happened. Correct. That's kind of how I thought I would do it. We would do it. <laughs> you and I together. Folks, we're a little bit tired today, I think. Or even in our bedroom. So I think the sleepiness is worse. <laughs> yeah. It just lulls you. Well, maybe that's a good place to start. Why are we in our bedroom? We Which- were... We weren't banished here. We weren't banished, but we are recording in our bedroom because my parents are in town from Ohio and they have been and are staying with us since last Monday? No, Saturday. Saturday? Yep. (laughs) So that's how my days are feeling right now, which is great. We, well, we can talk. Do you want to talk about that right now? Sure, we can. Okay. Yeah, having another set of grandparents around that has been lovely. The last time my parents saw Oliver, he was 10 days old. Oh, my goodness. And that was it was a lot that week. I mean, I was mm-hmm. barely able to walk still recovering from labor. Literally, like, the hour before we're set to pick up my parents from the airport, we decide that we're going to start bottle feeding and like in combo with breastfeeding yeah listeners might remember kind of some of our early conversations about the just the challenges of breastfeeding and that was right in the midst of your parents coming for the first time i had some raging hormones we were in our tiny condo the pandemic was still like kind of in its peak so in a lot of ways we were very very locked down so it was a bit of a blur this experience has been much better and I think healthier for everyone involved but such a joy to have them see Oliver I mean he really is such a fun age right now and Mm. just a delight to be around and so you know we've Skyped them and Marco pulled them over the last couple months but to actually have them be with him and interact get to see them I mean obviously they love him but get to see and love him for like him like his personality not just because mm, he's their right. grandson I think has been really fun we call them our magical fairies because we'll go down and put Oliver to bed at night and we come out and the dishes are done and the high chairs wiped and it's just wow it's it's an unreal experience Let, let's just say well two two versions of this one version is I understand why rich people have butlers and nannies. Seriously. All these things. What what a difference it makes. But the second thing, had we done takes today, my take was going to be about the value of a village raising your child. Yeah, I feel it this week for e- sure. Even just having someone to keep an eye on him when you want to go to the other room rather than having to take him with you. Such a thing. And I recognize, I mean, in some sense, I'm literally talking about village life where... <laughs> kind of everyone's in a shared space but i think there is also a larger thing about yeah just having more people help helping and we have a lot of people who would be willing to help but it's been such a weird parenting experience in some sense of not really letting those people in yeah and i mean just the 
the reality of having someone live with you. Like I'm going to the car and usually I have a backpack and all of those in my arms and I'm carrying my water bottle and I hand him my keys and my phone because I have nowhere else to put them. (laughs) And this time there's like people who have all these hands and they're just carrying stuff to the car. And it's like, wow. I mean, there's just no way around that in normal life, but it's been really great. It has been really great. (sighs) So we did plan an itinerary for them this trip. Partly, you know, some COVID creativeness, some meal planning. Also, just with Oliver, honestly, it's really helpful to have a schedule and not... You kind of have... If you're going to do stuff, you have to make decisions quickly because if you spend too much time thinking about what you're going to do, your window of opportunity has gone away. So, that worked really well. Matt is encouraging me to put it together in a sellable format. So, look for that, Tim's Take listeners I think this is the beginning. This is the beginning of Rachel's... (laughs) I don't know what we'll call them. Rachel's sellable forms. Rachel's, yeah. We're keep, well, we need to workshop the name. But. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't have the name yet. I don't quite have the full business, but I think Rachel is such a planner that people, if you provided something for people, because basically what you did is you broke down every day, but then what you sent them was, here's four options, choose two, or here's three things, choose one. And you did this with everything from movies to TV shows we might watch, to adventures we go on, to restaurants, to meals. And if you gave people some way that they could just enter in or even select from a pre-existing list, like here's things, or like you provided even links to recipes for good group recipes, I think people would pay for that kind of planning (laughs) experience. It did did work out really well. We got to go to the zoo, which is super fun, animals Mm -hmm. and talk animals into Oliver. Oliver's into animals. And so he really just liked kind of climbing on the fences, but was like, he paid attention to the animals. I do think for Oliver, the most interesting animals in the zoo were all the other humans. Yeah, that's true. He's just fascinated by people. Fascinated by people. Also in his defense, they're the ones that were moving the most. Yes. And the closest to him. And the closest to him. But definitely he occasionally would kind of really spot an animal yeah. and then kind of light up, which yeah. is super cute. We went to like kind of this outdoor shopping area near us and my mom took him on a train ride around the parking lot, <laughs> which is just grandparent bait if there ever was one. We went to multiple farmer's markets. It was just a great time. Lots of adventures, but all felt Mini adventures. consumable. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's, you know, you do have to get back for his windows of napping and all these things so it was a great time yeah the preface to the zoo of course is maybe worth naming because we did this on friday and so he slept in just a little bit but rachel and my plan was to put him to bed earlier so that then then we'd be able to go to the zoo that would basically be perfectly within his wake window and we had an exact time we had to be at the yes, zoo because true. of covid protocols right now yeah yeah yeah. so we had sort of an appointment at the zoo not for a tour but just to enter the zoo at a certain time so that was a key kind of piece of this otherwise we could have had more flexibility so we had it all planned out and i go to put him down at 8 30 instead of nine and mistake. mistake well what i didn't tell you is one of oliver's telltale signs that he is tired is he puts his two fingers his index finger and his middle finger on his left hand in yep. his mouth with, if you're looking down at them, palm side up. Yeah. If that makes sense. Never his thumb, not a thumb sucker, a two finger sucker. No, it's 
and it's really like if you were to take your two fingers right now and put them like Oliver does, it's not clear how it's supposed to be comfortable. But he loves it. That's how he. But that's what he does. Goes to sleep. That's how he indicates. So he did actually have his fingers in his mouth when I put him down before I put him in his sleep sack. And then once I put him in the sleep sack, I took those fingers out of his mouth to put his sleeve through the thing. It all fell apart. It really fell apart. And it really fell apart. We tried letting him cry it out. We tried all sorts of things. And our window is just getting closer and closer. So now we're like, we're going to have to wake him up in 30 minutes. That's not going to work. So finally, I turned to Matt. I say, I think we just need to pivot. Let's just get him up right now and hope he sleeps in the car. And we'll just go from there. And we're kind of just going to have to wing it, but I think we need to adjust. And I was proud of us. I feel like we adjusted, which we are not known for our flexibility, you and I. (laughs) We are not known for it. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I think we did pretty well. All things told. I mean, it was a little stressful in that moment because the other piece of that was you were really trying to cram some work in that morning. But you know what? We gathered ourselves. He did fall asleep in the car. He was amazing. He was great. We went and got cinnamon rolls, and then we went to the zoo. Yep. It all worked out. Yeah. So, really wonderful week. Thanks to my parents for coming to visit. Can't wait till we will probably visit them in Florida next time we see them. Backing up, this is less maybe a highlight as much as just it's worth naming on the podcast how good Oliver has gotten in the last two weeks, probably since we last recorded, at pulling himself up on things. Yeah, very. He is getting ready to move on his own two feet. Yeah, it's it is incredible how quickly they develop. Because I don't did we talk about this in the last episode? I can't remember what like this his pulling up or his standing or anything uh, like that. I can't have remember. we talked about that recently? Anyway, dedicated listeners will remember, but. Obviously, we're not dedicated listeners to our own podcast, but Oliver now is not only pulling himself up, but he also is getting good at launching himself and catching himself, and he stands up at his crib and... And kind of like walking, once he's holding on to something, he can kind of shuffle along like a ledge or the couch or whatever, which, yeah, it's very impressive how fast he learns these physical skills. Well, that's the thing, and they develop them so quickly. Yeah, and then there's kind of like no reversing, like just moving on forward Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll we'll keep you updated folks but it feels like some some scary steps are in his future his short-term future (laughs) you're beginning to slur your words in your tiredness (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking how nice it would be to be laying on this bed instead of sitting on the side of it or by the side of it speaking to the microphone that's perched on the edge of it I, I wish listeners could get an image of what's happening. Rachel's actually looking down at me because she's up on the bed with pillows on top of her lap, which is resulting in her microphone wobbling. So I apologize for listeners if you can hear that. I hope you won't be able to. But then I am sitting off the bed on the floor with a couple of pillows under me and my microphone is on the bed. It's really a janky setup. It would be even better if it was a waterbed. That would have added a whole <laughs> dynamic of challenge, but no. Okay, another... Oh, no, you have a highlight. I Uh, I was just going to say, speaking of water. Oh, sure. Go for it. My my highlight is back a ways. Okay, you take us back, and then we'll come back to the water. Okay, so... Even though that was, like, one of the best transitions of my podcasting career. (laughs) But go ahead. Take us back. 
So a highlight before my parents came was that Matt and I went on one of our first oh, yes. evening dates since Oliver was born. So it was Matt and I's five-year anniversary yes. on May 7th. Uh-huh. And so... Happy to confirm these things. Thank you. Destiny of Destinies, our favorite Spurs basketball team. Our favorite basketball team, the Spurs. Our favorite basketball team, the Spurs, were playing against the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, which is our local team, 30 minutes away. And then we got to go because they were accepting fans if you've been fully vaccinated, which both of us have fully vaccinated cards. Very exciting. And so we got to go see the Spurs in the arena. We got to eat downtown and we ate outside, but like still got to have this amazingly wonderful experience in general and then have some time away from Oliver, which we love him, but he also loves his grandparents and his grandparents love him. And we were all happy to make those arrangements. Wow. I'm so glad you brought this up because I completely forgot. We actually recorded some audio. <gasps> yes, we did. In the arena. In the arena. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we'll just we'll just travel back in time and yeah. you can hear a little bit more of the excitement that we had that evening in from the, Matt and Rachel. In the Golden One Center. All right, I'm here. Rachel's here, too. Hello. We're at a Spurs Kings game, as I think we probably already told you in the podcast. Rachel, why are we here? It's our anniversary, and we love the Spurs. Rachel's really bringing some serious fan energy. Woo, I got on the Jumbotron. Twice. 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 At a Kings game. Largely the group in front of us got on the Jumbotron. But I will wrap my Spurs wherever I can. Yeah. Now we're having a good time. We were a little tired coming into this, I think. But now we're pumped. It, it feels very like a VIP experience. There are not a lot of people here. It's very interesting. But I think overall, good job, Golden One. They're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, we got the report from Mom and Dad that Oliver went to sleep at their place okay. So that's good news. Wonderful, sweet child, your dad said. Yes, we're grateful for him. Thank you, Oliver. But this is really our first time out. Since we had him, almost. Our first evening out, really, in a serious way since we had him, so. How does it feel? I'm tired. I find myself tired. <laughs> we usually just sprawled across the couch at this point. I know, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It feels normal. We did this before we had a kid, so it doesn't feel super foreign. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the, the weirder thing almost was the car, the car ride on the way here. It was so quiet. We could have a conversation. It was just bizarre. And you pointed out that usually when the car is quiet, uh, often we're trying to make sure Oliver doesn't fall asleep. We're trying to keep him awake. So we're actually yelling at him if the car is quiet in the back seat. Yeah, so to have just normal conversation, moments of quiet looking out the window, that was new. Yeah, that was new. Well. Anyway, a little live on location here at King's Golden One Center. The Spurs are up Not by three. Spurs up by three. Great first half for DeMar DeRozan. Not a great three-point shooting half for the Spurs, but we're hoping they can turn it around in the second and we can really blow them out. Go Spurs, go! Thanks, Matt and Rachel. We're back <laughs> in the present. Uh, it's like our correspondence, yeah, our back-in-time correspondence. I, I, I got it eventually. How did you feel? Some 
sometimes I think people have very big feelings about like their first time out or like dating while having a kid. What are your thoughts on all of that? Hmm. No, it felt shockingly normal. It did. It really did. Which kudos to us for that to feel normal i mean i don't know that feels healthy that it should feel normal to spend time alone with you yeah and we i mean we went to basketball games a lot when we were pre-child so yeah you know i do think one huge thing is because oliver is such a good sleeper yeah every night when we put him down to bed we do not have to almost think about him yeah and so we really get time together each day that's a big deal. I don't think every parent, in fact, I know every parent, that dynamic just isn't true. So being with you alone wasn't like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that wasn't shocking. Especially at night, because we do have that regularly. So that wasn't different. And it did kind of feel like, oh yeah, like this is something we do. This is fun. And so it didn't feel that strange. And I mean, Oliver is also very comfortable with your parents. So we weren't super stressed yeah, about... Yeah, there was no babysitter anxiety for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh-huh. So that wasn't like, oh, I wonder how Oliver is doing. I mean, maybe we said that once or twice, but we knew if something was up, they would have contacted us. And then by the time the game started, he was already asleep. So yeah. at that point, you're just enjoying the you're game. You're just going for it. It was fun. Yeah. Obviously, you could hear the excitement in our voices. Yeah, it was. The Spurs did win. They won. Spoiler, but it was pretty amazing. Spoiler? Who's holding on to that game wondering, oh, I haven't watched <laughs> I guess that this yet. this was like two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway it was wonderful i don't i don't feel yeah because we kind of have some of these other spaces that serve as connection time for us i don't necessarily feel a need to like at this point in our lives schedule out these you know times together but i do think i would look forward to doing that again and there is some connection that happens without feeling the responsibility of like well if oliver does wake up one of us has to go do something Though that doesn't sure. weigh on me heavily because he's pretty good sleeper right and sometimes now. Sometimes we forget to turn on his monitor. So <laughs> Gosh. I think he's doing pretty good. We would hear him if you woke up. Yeah, we have a small house. <laughs> anyway. So water. Back to water. I what? love water. Mm, drinking water. There's your segue. <laughs> that was... We went from one of the smoothest segues in the history of this podcast one of the strangest segues in this history of the podcast today oliver was baptized he was what a joy and an extra joy was i got to baptize him also amazing so this was actually my first baptism as a pastor which is extra special i wore the socks that i wore on my wedding day Five years later, I still have these socks. I love that you thought about that. That's very sweet. Of course, when I went to look at my sock options, I do actually think they have a hole, so they probably need to be retired. After this. And, you know, made into a small mini quilt or something. I don't know what you do with socks once they're done, but... Usually not mini quilts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it was so sweet. I come from a tradition that does not have infant baptism, so this is somewhat new to me. It's not, like, certainly something growing up that I would have had framed in my mind like oh one day my children will be baptized as infants but I've come around well obviously I'm in a church context come to that point of view and just the beautiful nature of receiving God's covenant promises and receiving it in the context of being brought into the family of God and so for Oliver to have this moment of yes kind of sacramental belonging is super meaningful Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Do you have one thing that I found was it's really there's so much going on as I'm baptizing him. There's people watching. There's like literally me thinking about how much water I'm scooping with my hand. There's the words I'm saying. I got done. I was like, I am not sure if I said in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I could have said any like who knows what what names I just said. I mean, I feel the same way. This is just like life lived with a kid in my experience that you are only catching so much like your brain can only actively process so much like i'm trying not to drop him on stage i'm (laughs) hoping he doesn't pull down my skirt i'm hoping you know he already threw up on me once i'm hoping he doesn't do it on stage (laughs) so like you're also still processing all that while hearing the message and the words yeah i mean it was very reminiscent of our wedding five years ago Mm -hmm. we got married on that same stage pastor kevin did our wedding and was also up on stage with us this morning so it's really meaningful to have kind of these core parts of our story be in this one space yeah and beautiful to have a community of people we love commit to helping us raise oliver and us committing to raise him in the faith is no small thing yeah Uh, i always think of I was listening this morning to this Jenny and Tyler song, which is an artist we really like mm. called in everything you do. And yes, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. It talks about how you can't, you know, like doubts will come, pain will come. And as much as we want to protect Oliver from that, that's not really our job. Mm. It's really just to teach him how to face those things and do it with hope and love. And I feel like that to me is part of what we're committing on stage during his baptism yeah i lead people through kind of these promises semi-regularly or things like them if not baptismal then membership or something like that or ordination for deacons or elders or those kinds of things and it is it was kind of a poignant reminder for me like in that moment you're really only in some ways partially present to those words but that doesn't invalidate it i just think it means it's a reminder that we return to those promises and we return to those words And I I mean, I'm particularly grateful we live in an age of video and we got several clips of it. So we'll be able to return to that as well. Yeah. Kevin's wife, Jerry, said to me, someone gave her the advice that you should celebrate every year their baptism day. Yeah. She mentioned that to me. I that going for it because this is like his spiritual birthday in many ways and getting to celebrate that and remember it every year, both as a reminder for us and for him, what it means. We'll talk about a way too of instilling the meaning of because one of the things that I often hear from people who are wrestling with kind of infant baptism is you know oh it just doesn't have any meaning because it wasn't my choice and there's all kinds of theological things I might say to that but one thing I love about this suggestion from Jerry is it keeps it foregrounded and keeps it a meaningful part of your life rather than just something that happened to you, you know years ago yeah. when i couldn't remember it's like oh yeah i remember the parties i had you know each year celebrating that or whatever the case might be so i love that idea too yeah anything I, else about baptism no it was a big big day a big week oliver we're getting close to his birthday oh man who which even just planning things for his baptism felt a little overwhelming and then i was like oh boy we have a real doozy coming up so we need to think about that it doesn't have to be a real doozy it can be whatever it needs to be yes there's a there's a whole other podcast maybe this will be next time or maybe we'll lead up to his birthday about planning but and celebration and celebration how do you 
how do you celebrate well not getting stressed out about it but also recognizing that things can and should be celebrated yeah well i think we're both tired we are we're gonna take a nap that was quite the recap episode we actually i thought did pretty well for not having much structure this is kind of an audio journal so to speak but we both knew what we were going to talk about so there were three major themes oh were there baptism okay date night okay parents grandparents oh there was lots just under your parents yeah Ah, I see. Well, look, Rachel is really becoming a podcast producer. She had a structure. I didn't even know what it was. And you went along with it. We're we're a good team. I do want to apologize to Lucas for not doing a play-by-play breakdown of the Spurs game. He had requested that. But hopefully the in-stadium audio is meaningful enough. Yeah, it's sufficient. All right, friends. Till next time. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim's Take.